Hello and thank you for joining us today on Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, which shares stories of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and ways to find your true soul self. I am delighted to welcome Anna Ramondi, a like-minded, soul-guided author of Conversations with Mary, who will offer her channeled readings from the Divine Mother, offering messages of love, healing, hope, and unity for everyone. Hello, Mary, and thank you for joining us today on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. And as listeners of Healing from Within are well aware, my guests and I share our intimate understanding and love of universal energy as we seek to unify our spiritual and physical life needs for the purpose of creating a healthier, more satisfying personal and collective world community. In today's episode of Healing from Within, I reached out to Anna to have her as a guest on the show after reading an article in the newspaper about her new book, Conversations with Mary, as I wish to really read and share her story with you, my listeners. Most of my guests are referred to me by publicists, agents, or literary managers, and by those I believe in spirit who guide conscious creative authors to this show. Anna Ramondi is a motivational speaker, teacher, intuitive, and psychologist, and certified hypnotherapist, grief counselor, and spiritual counselor. Part of her mission in life appears to be to give others the tools they need to live their lives in joy while following their soul mission. We will discuss today the channeled messages of Mother Mary, which offers insights into the nature of the soul, prayer, what happens when we die, and also thoughts on reincarnation. The messages Mary shares, gathered over the past year, goes beyond any religious affiliation and is an affirmation of our soul unified and interconnected universal life energy. The messages for me as a medium and healer in this book, Conversations with Mary, reflect a vibration of truth and graciousness that I immediately recognized as divine and authentic and which at intervals brought me to tears of joy. Anna. I always love to ask my guests to think back to an earlier time, perhaps in childhood or teenage years, and remember a person, place, or event uh, that may have happened that may have been an indicator of the adult they would become or the life path they would embark on. So please think back for a minute. Okay. Well, I am a born medium, so I have been communicating with those from the other side since birth. And as my life went on, I was able to be with people who were able to help me or help my gift evolve. So from a very young age, I was kind of the adult I was going to be today. I mean, I've segued, yes. I mm-hmm. went into business, I have an MBA, um, but that was that was me. And that was the me I always remembered. That was the me with the happiness in my soul. You know, over the years, I have often met many Marys and Anns as I 
have come to know that we are all related past this time, in this lifetime, mm-hmm. in this human life, to connections and events of the past and time and space and spiritual leaders, teachers and loved ones who are uh, with us as we struggle to understand our human concerns and sort of remember our divine soul connections united to all that it is. And like you, Anna, I was a sensitive or indigo child and had to come to terms with my intuitive healing and mediumship as my family and early life experiences uh, didn't add to it or understand or value these sensitive gifts of energy awareness. So in later years... I was very fortunate. My family did. Yes, I know Um, from the book they did. Yeah, in my soul choosing um, who was going to be my parents, you know, and no family is perfect, but they were really able to um, accept it and move me ahead by some of the things they were involved with and, peop- and allowing people to come to the house and, and speak with me mm. so that I could bring them messages as a girl. Yeah, well, I didn't have that. But it's funny, in later years, after a mystical visit from my grandfather, the night before my father passed, and he said to me I had to write something for my father, and I had no idea what that was about. And the next day when I found out my father had passed, I wrote his eulogy. So that reawakened in me and and piqued my curiosity, and I have spent the last 20 years uh, doing this work and writing my books and helping as many people awaken to, to the truth of what life is. And uh, whenever it happens, however, our, our journey is sort of set. It's nothing's random. The people we're meeting, the events that are happening are all part of the bigger uh, connectedness mm-hmm. of life. So it's okay. Uh, there's nothing ever lost or gained. It's all happening perhaps in the past, present, and future happening all at once in this energy of life. Uh, But let's go to, uh, though you have received guidance all your life from Mother Mary, why do you think in the year before your book, Conversations with Mary, was published, she chose to answer many questions that concern us at this challenging time in human history? So tell us about that. Well, when I asked her that, you know, I I asked her that, like, why now? And she said, because we're finally ready as souls to accept it. We're finally evolved enough, Mm -hmm. even even though we're still, I feel, as as, um, humanity is still immature, um, we're ready to hear it, and we're in such need. We want something. We want heaven. And she comes through softly and gently, and again, in a non-denominational way, because, you know, she's not coming through to just the Catholics or the Christians, she's coming through to the Jews, the Muslims, and the Hindus, and everybody else, you know, to say, here I am, finally, do you get it? You're all one. And the way to find peace is in that recognition. Mm-hmm. So she said the time was upon us to learn to be closer to God and to find mm-hmm. joy and peace in our lives. And Anna, you wrote, Mary's messages are global forward-thinking and transformative. When I asked her why she desires to become more relevant to both Christians and non-Christians, she told me that hard time is now and that people around the world are finally listening. We are Mm -hmm. crying for help. We are desiring a deeper sense of heaven can alleviate our burdens and we are seeking our individual spiritual cores, an awakening and a form of peace. So... 
there don't need there doesn't need to be any more boundaries between people there needs to be mm-hmm. a unification and acceptance of people just as they are without you know, <laughs> without expecting them to be more because we're all on our paths and we're all learning things at different times and in different ways and it's all okay and that moves us past blame and guilt and the ego and our thoughts of reality into an understanding that we're very much more than the physical body mm-hmm. and this physical world and that's why I, I, I agree with you it is time we are ready and many things are happening so tell us more about the immortal nature of the soul and the lessons along each soul's journey from immaturity to spiritual illumination because Mary spoke to you about this quite a bit and I kind of enjoyed because I've always thought about the immaturity of the soul and I would like to see more maturity there, not just in the physical growth of a person from childhood to adulthood to old age, you know, but in the soul. So tell us about well, that. Well, you know, we're we're souls. You know, this what we see with people. You know, what we perceive—the skin and the color of the hair and the color of eyes—is mm-hmm. all very nice. Um, but underneath it all is really what we're about, and that and our souls come here to, you know, fulfill their missions, you know, to walk on their paths. You know, unfortunately, human nature um, is composed of a very big part of ego and the fight for supremacy, mm-hmm. which gets in the way individually and collectively, you know, on every level. And the soul really just wants to be here and to love and to heal itself and to heal others. That's that's what the soul is here to do. It's an extension of the vibration that is God. Because God's not female or male. No. It's a vibration of love. So the soul, as an extension of that, comes here to love and to, you know, learn what it hasn't learned in previous incarnations, you know, just to kind of get it right now so that it someday can be as perfect in that love as possible to be in the realm of love forever. You know, and so as the soul comes back, you know, the goal is to become more and more evolved or mature, you know, but again, it's based on the human being to kind of listen to the soul, to get the soul, you know, the soul pushes, 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 and, you know, but the more the soul is evolved, the more the human is evolved, and so hopefully someday we will all be in that place. And when we are... No doubt about it. It doesn't matter. The world will be much better. There's no time. There's no time. There's no space. There's only Mm. the reality of eternal life. So the soul... Mm. You wrote this. Well, actually, this you channeled this from Mary. The soul holds the energy and vibration of God. The soul is that which yearns for God because it knows God. The human soul is the part of you that is not physical, yet it represents the majority of who you are and why you're here to have a life. So let's Mm -hmm. go on to what happens when we die with relation to the realities of heaven, hell, or concepts of purgatory, and reincarnation, because those are thoughts that many people have a great deal of difficulty with. Well, you know, when we die, all of us, um, you know, we're we're met by our loved ones mm-hmm. who bring us who bring us through, and then we are made to look at our life, kind of like a movie of our life, um, and we see the good, the bad, the beautiful, and the ugly. And those of us who are 
good people, we move through that relatively quickly because we learn from it. But when there is something really horrific, the biggest crime against humanity is intentionally hurting somebody else. So when there are instances of that, the soul cringes. And that's the fire of the soul. You know, there is no fire because how could a soul burn? I was very excited. Recently, Pope Francis made a statement that the fires of hell is just a fallacy because it was developed by Milton and Dante, you know, and, you know, an artist over the centuries because fire hurts, you know, but it's the fire of the soul, the burning of the soul. It's kind of like when you say something to someone and you can't take back the words. You know, and it keeps playing on and on and on. It's it's a state of being. But once, you know, um, people do get out of that place, um, somebody like Hitler is still in that place because he is still affecting people who are living. Um, but people that get out of that place, it's kind of like, um, you know, being with, you know, your, your, the elders, the teachers, you know, and also loved ones. And you can look at your life and say, this is what I should have done or could have done. And so the soul has a choice of whether or not to come back here again to complete. Right. I agree with you. And I recently, when I heard what the Pope said about there is no hell, was very happy about that too. Because we are only a reflection. Our body is only, and the pain or suffering or illness we have is only a reflection of thoughts. So if we can refine the thoughts as we refine our soul energy, we refine the outer appearance of life and everything improves. So I, I as a medium, as I, download information uh, from spirit have seen the different levels and know uh, that it's like a staircase it's like an elevator bringing you to different levels of awareness and consciousness and so if you are on a lower level you just need to work through and you will rise and continue to move through dimensions of life and understanding and awareness uh, but it's not it's not bad. So hell, as it's been conceived, was an inappropriate concept uh, to perhaps gain power or control over people in the past mm-hmm. and make them afraid of of thinking and creating something else. So I'm glad he said that too, like you. So we will go on to as a medium and spiritual teacher, have you experienced doubt and even annoyance from those who might not yet understand their divine soul nature and perhaps um, where we come from and where we return after this physical life? And how have you dealt with any fallout from these naysayers? Well, you know, um, I work at this point. I have seen thousands upon thousands of people, whether I'm on a stage or whether you know, it's individual um, or a, a women's retreat I'm facilitating, whatever I'm doing. Um, and, of course, there are skeptics. Um, I'm not here to convert anybody. Right. I'm here to open up people's hearts and perhaps their ears and their eyes to what I have been told from those on the other side. Um, I, it's been very well received. You know, um, you know, you know, of course, there are skeptics. People should be skeptical. They should be. They they should doubt because once there's doubt and then there's a belief, it's stronger than anything else. So I don't have a problem with any of those people. I understand. You know, we're, we you know that we have the gift of intelligence. We have the gift to you know discern what we feel is right or wrong. 
Um, so, you know, my message is always, you know, I, I channel love, whether it's from relatives or from other people or other spirits. And, you know, you accept it or you don't accept it. Um, but that's up to you. The responsibility is in the, is in the hands of the person who is receiving the messages. But I don't get a lot of naysayers. I really don't. No, that's good. Uh, but like you, Anna, once you are touched by spirit and the truth of our this divine, eternal nature, and you know it's within you and around you, um, doubt falls away, and maybe you don't even draw it to yourself any longer, or the intolerance mm-hmm. of those who have not yet awakened. Uh, so then, mm-hmm. then we're able to accept people as they are, and not as we wish them to be, and we allow them their own time and space to find this truth. I mean, there was a time I was skeptical, <laughs> so and it was through my own experiences that I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt the truth, and then nobody could ever take it away once mm-hmm. I, I had that, and that's what you're saying here too. So mm-hmm. in the conversation you have with, in the many conversations and questions you have with Mary, how does she refer to God and his relationship with people? You know, she refers to God in so many different ways. You know, um, you know, to keep with our vernacular, she calls him God. Um, we need a pronoun, so it becomes a male pronoun. Um, again, but there is no gender. We just, there are no words. You know, mm-hmm. God, she calls many times in the book the energy of love, the vibration of love. She says in the book, it doesn't matter if you call him God or Allah or Jehovah or Sam. It doesn't matter. God just wants to be called. Okay, whatever you want. Um, but it's it's feeling that energy, feeling that vibration, and living in that vibration, and raising that vibration. So you know, um, you know, it's it's very simple. And she repeats again and again and again. Keep it simple. Be kind. Be compassionate. Follow the words of Buddha. Follow the words of Christ. You know, it's the kindness, the compassion. Smile at the person in the grocery store because you don't know how you may be changing that person's life. You know, over and over again, she says, be, you know, be loving, you know, be an expression of God's love to all people. And that way, we will all find that inner peace and outer peace because we'll be spreading it, you know, across yeah, and, the board. and she repeats over and over in the book that we are all her children, regardless of our religion or spiritual mm-hmm. relief, because she's the universal mother of humanity, and her mantle mm-hmm. is wide and open, and she wants all Absolutely. people to say, I'd love that. And, you, you know, it's also her hope that... Uh, readers will perform the meditations after reading the chapters and enter a state of grace and closeness to her. But Mm -hmm. uh, in my own book, The Living Spirit, I responded to the trueness of love for God as the kind, compassionate, loving energy of creation. And I wrote, as in any challenging life situation, practicing meditation and prayer and asking spirit for help during that silent time will help to learn about your life plan, opening the way to a personal understanding and interpretation of what is needed for achieving a life of joy. In continuing our quest for personal truth, along with our goal to hear the whispers, experience beautiful thoughts, and sense the feelings of peace that reside in our soul and body, a pleasant feeling of cooperation between body, mind, and soul can be achieved to bring about a future reality 
of substance because spirit gives us all the time in this world in this life and other lives and beyond to find our greatest means for developing levels of infinite love and healing and that's part of also mother mary's message well what she says is a little bit different because um she doesn't really say to ask she says to claim so in in you know it's an act of faith by saying thank you god that um you know my soul has evolved my soul is evolved claim it in faith you know recognize that we are worthy and we are so loved by divinity that um everything we want is right in front of us it's right here she also talks about with prayer you know it's so easy to pray it's so easy to just say the words live the words you know look at your life as a walking living prayer you know not just i'm going to pray i'm going to put it in god's lap and then you know i'm going to receive well, more than that you know Anna, when i say pray i mean talking personally to Mother Mary, Spirit, God, your angels, whoever. Absolutely. It's not exactly asking. Yes, it is living and is being respectful of your own path and other people and their level of development and, and just the love of life, the love of life and being. And that way, uh, you're talking. You're just having a personal conversation. Mm-hmm. It goes beyond religion. It beyond, goes beyond formal prayer. And it goes beyond being in a group and limiting yourself to one way of thinking. It goes beyond this time and place to being eternal and being closer to God. But what she also says is that no judgment on yes. people who are religious. Because the prayers of religion, as long as the religion is based in love, has a vibration. And so if, you know, you, you know, communicating with God directly, you know, of course, you know, I like to do it that way, but other like, other people, you know, they like to say the prayers of the religion because there's a vibration to the prayers that makes them feel closer. And she says, no judgment, no judgment. People want to pray in community, that's great. You want to pray on your own and talk, that's great too. Whatever you do, just come to God. Just go yes. to God. She wants us to lead us to the source of, of who we are and what we're about and what we yearn for. You know, however and however you find it is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Many paths to find yourself, your soul to find your destiny, your your life purpose, and to find love and compassion and to find spirit. Many much time and many ways to do this. Now, Anna, tell us how Mary comes to people and why. Well, she comes to people to help them find God. She wants to bring them peace. She wants to nurture. Um, she wants to help them heal. And in, you know, in, in, in coming to people, either when they call her or she in some way is appearing to them, you know, or they're feeling her, is her, is her mission. You know, she's a messenger of God. Um, and everything she does is within her mission. You know, she's been appearing to children and to poor people for centuries because they're innocent and they're simple and they don't question. Mm-hmm. You know, now, She's appearing to people all over the world of all different walks of life. You know, I ask her, you know, you know, there's people who say, you know, they see Mary in a sandwich. You know, is that true? You know, and I think most people would laugh at that. And she said, well, why not? Why can't it be true? 
You can find me anywhere you want because I'm always in front of you. So she doesn't want people to, you know, question whether or not she's around them. She's completely around them. You know, the angels love music. You know, they love the music, you know. Um, she comes through also in the music with the angels. You know, she comes in with a legion of angels. I mean, there's an army of angels around her. She comes in with the angels. She comes in softly but persistent, you know. Um, you know, she, she wants to say what she wants to say because she wants to save us from ourselves. Mm, from our fears, yes, and mm-hmm. our limitations because fear blocks her and and God. But I want to tell you a very personal story. Many years ago, as an energy and sensitive, as an energy worker and a sensitive, I was so sad to see such damaging behavior. There was someone around me uh, who was making life hard for many people around me every day. And one day there was an episode that was just so disturbing that I was actually physically shaking. And I went into my room, and I put on some music, and I got very quiet, and I tried to meditate, and uh, I was crying, actually. And suddenly, I felt Mother Mary at my side, and in my inner vision, I saw her go up in a blue, I didn't see her face, but I saw her a blue a shawl over her, and uh, I sensed her calmness and beauty, and... Uh, she said to me, I'm so sorry for your suffering. It will be taken out of your hands. And I knew I needed to let spirit work out the problems of the people involved around me. And I was able to feel calm and loved and restored. So I believe she comes even sometimes when not asked or expected, when mm-hmm. it's necessary And I learned a great deal from that interaction at that moment. I learned to surrender and maintain my faith no matter what was going on around me because I had that, but I still had suffering from seeing people act badly. So what do you believe Mother Mary wishes us to take away after reading Conversations with Mary? She wants us to know that there's hope. There's hope for this world. There's hope for ourselves, there's hope for our communities, for this country, and globally. There's always hope, and that God is on our side, that God does not want us to fail. God wants us to live in abundance and peace and love. And in finding that peace and love, we have to turn away from some of these horrific things that we we do, the fight for power. You know, Mm. what's power? In the end, we die, and we're not in power. Um, you know, the fight, uh, the worship of, of things. You know, I asked her in the book, I mean, I like nice things, and she says it's fine to have nice things, just not to worship them. Mm. You know, there's, there's, you know, you worship, you worship the creator, you worship the source. Um, but we get so caught up in that, and it's like the killer instinct comes out to, to be better. You know, and she wants us to step back and say there, there never will be the, the, be, they, the better, the better, the better, the better, um, the best is God. And so to keep our eyes on God, and that's where we're going to find our happiness. You know, it's, that's where it's going to happen. But it can start in this world. We don't have to wait, you know, until we die. It no. can start here. 
It's you know, supposed it's, it's supposed to start here. That's why right. we're having this physical life. Our soul chose to come here and to discover and remember uh, the extreme beauty and love God has for us and we have for God and all mm-hmm. all life eternally. I want to thank you, Anna Ramondi, for sharing the beautiful channeling of Mother Mary's words and truth, which for me is reflective of all the truth I have accumulated in the wisdom of soul knowing since becoming aware of our spiritual soul being as the guide for all we hope to remember and accomplish in this physical life. To read the beautiful words that may open your heart to spirit and eternal love, go to anaromande.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have discussed the messages of Mother Mary, messages of love, healing, and unity for everyone. And everyone must begin to look past judgment, doubt, and blame, and negativity and suffering so that they can feel the light and love of spirit that is within and trust their own life plan no matter what the challenges or roadblocks for the road ahead is filled with light and love as surely as the day follows the night and it is in remembering your eternal nature and asking for help or trusting in faith that the help is there and it is yours for the asking uh, that the angels guides teaches loved ones will come and God will support your physical life experience and lead you to the place where goodness, faith and healing and wisdom reside. As Mary said in one of her messages to Anna, God does come to people. Many people hear God and feel the overwhelming presence of love that pervades. Yet since I was a person and inhabited a body, people are comfortable putting a face to my energy. I have shown myself to people in a way that God has not. No one has seen the face of God. God is a pure vibration that can only be felt. I have been chosen by God to carry his energy and his message in the purest way to all. But I am not the only one. There are many in the heavenly realm that have been coming through to help those on earth. The angels and other spirits are sent to people to help bring about love and peace in the world. I say to all, listen, feel, and heed my words, and the world will be healed. My words are just utterances of the wisdom of God. I come to help teach you so that you can find peace on earth. Anna and I would have you who are listening today know that we all carry the energy of the Creator. His presence is always around and within us, and we are never alone. If we bring love from within into the world, it will correct, balance, and restore the beauty of our spirit, and peace will return as it was always meant to. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and invite you to visit my website to learn about the universal ascended masters, guides, loved ones, angels, and their connection to humanity, as they have and will always be guiding humanity to remember their divine and loving nature through all the challenges of the physical, third-dimensional state of being. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net, and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.